Welcome to Art Heroes with JPH, where we believe art heals, connects, and galvanizes. I'm your host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. On this show, I am honored to have some of the nation's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their unique and valuable experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Dr. Lori McCauley, who graduated in 1992 from Colorado State School of Veterinary Medicine. After six years in general practice, she became a pioneer in the field of veterinary rehabilitation, designing the first underwater treadmill for dogs. Dr. McCauley started the first veterinary rehabilitation clinic in 1998 and was on faculty at Canine Rehabilitation Institute for 14 years. She is certified in acupuncture and chiropractic therapy and in 2014 became board certified in canine sports medicine and rehabilitation. She is an international lecturer and contributing author in many textbooks and journals. In 2017, Dr. McCauley opened Redtail Rehab Mobile Practice in North Carolina and in 2020 created Optimum Pet Vitality, an online learning platform. Her first two courses include Optimum Laser Therapy and Optimum Geriatric Exercises for professionals to teach everything they need to know to prescribe, perform, teach, and progress exercises for all dogs from puppy to athlete. I brought Lori on to talk all things dogs, rehabilitation, and of course, entrepreneurialism. But first, Lori, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Joanna. Thanks for inviting me. This is exciting. Yeah, it's really fun. We crossed paths in an online um, webinar we both went to with Brendan Bouchard, the guy who coaches Oprah, right? I always love to make that one known. Um, and it was just lovely to be in a group of a lot of other entrepreneurs working on trying to grow their business, figuring out what we want to do for ourselves, and see that someone was in the Western North Carolina region. So I'm so grateful to have you on the show and talk more about your journey as an entrepreneur. Thanks. Yeah. <clears throat> Going through the course with Brendan was a lot of fun. Very enlightening. Yeah. And again, sometimes we just forget, right? We're always building this entrepreneurial journey. You and I've met after and we just get stuck in these worlds and have to answer these hard questions alone. So I love unpacking the entrepreneurial journey. And so for me, with most of the people who come on the show, we like to go back kind of to the early days because usually we can identify something that was creative about the way you looked at stuff that led you into entrepreneurialism. So I'd love to talk about early days for Lori. What was it like growing up? Were you always a pet lover? How, you know, how did you get into the world of, of working with animals? Oh, wow. Okay. So way, way back. So <laughs> I grew up on Long Island in New York. And from a very early age, it was, what do I need to get out of here? Mm. I am not a New Yorker at heart <laughs> at all. And my mom was like, listen, you're smart. You need to, need to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I thought, oh, lawyer, that's way too much work. <laughs> I don't want to spend all my life in the, in the library. I'll be a doctor. And then I thought, you know what? I really like animals a lot more than people. And at 15, I went into a veterinary clinic and said, listen, can I volunteer for you? I've always been, uh, what can I do? How do I, how do I do it? And they're like, sure. You want to work for free? Okay. <laughs> and within Who turns minutes, that down, right? <laughs> right, right. Within minutes, I fell in love with it. And mm -hmm. I worked for them for a couple of years, all through high school. 
and went to college, Colorado State. I tell people I escaped from New York when I was 17. (laughs) Went to University of Denver and then Colorado State for vet school and had a great job. I worked in general practice for six years. And one night I fell down the stairs putting my dogs out at three in the morning, right? Because it always leads back to the dogs. Mm -hmm. And my my chiropractor couldn't fix me. I went to an orthopedic surgeon who who sent me to a physical therapist. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Why aren't we doing this with dogs? We can do this and this and this and this. And I looked into it thinking, okay, I'll take a certification course in this. I love it. And there was nothing. Wow. And at the same time at my practice, I had this like burning desire to learn acupuncture. It's like, I woke up one night and it's like, you have to learn (laughs) acupuncture. And I went to my boss and said, I want to do this. And he said, I don't believe in it. I won't give you the time off. I won't pay for it. And if you do it, I won't refer to you. So a very clear line in the sand. Wow. And I, I had to follow what I felt was like my life mission. So I looked into it. I found one place that had a human physical therapist on staff. So if you remember Alameda East from Emergency Vets, the TV show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I spent a couple months there working with the human PT who was working there. We did some research together. I came back and started the first ever rehab, rehabil- canine rehabilitation facility. And crazy enough, within a year of me doing that, my old boss dropped dead of a heart attack. Oh. And everybody thought that I would leave what I was doing and come back and buy his practice because mm. it was in Wisconsin. And you're not allowed to own a veterinary hospital unless you're a veterinarian. Mm. And his wife wanted to sell. So she would have sold cheap. And I'm like, but this is my path. <laughs> so I left all that and started uh, Tops Veterinary Rehabilitation. And as I was watching, I'm doing all kinds of research and stuff. And I realized that they have underwater treadmill for horses. Mm. And the reason they have that is because horses would get injured and they may need surgery. And they would put them in a stall and stall rest them. And then they would put them out and try to run them, right? Because the most money is in racehorses. Right, yeah. And they would get re-injured and hurt. So then they said, okay, well, we need to keep these horses strong. So we'll put them in a pool and we'll swim them. And that kept the muscles strong. But then they would go out and they would race and they'd break a leg because the bones were weak. Mm -hmm. So they said, okay, if we use an underwater treadmill, we have pressure on the bones. So we keep them strong as we keep the muscles strong. And it worked really well. Like, I want to do that for dogs. And there were none. So I ended up purchasing a human underwater treadmill. And attaching it to a jet ski lift <laughs> I love and this. designed a 10-inch <clears throat> thick pool that I put inside a building. So I had to cut a hole in the floor <laughs> and put an upside-down cup on the basement floor and then the, up, the upright cup on top of that. And that was my pool. And I put glass wow. on the side and glass in the back. And I put, because I'm absolutely crazy and a type <laughs> A personality, a security camera in those glasses and then had a like TV monitor or computer monitor wow. hanging from the wow. ceiling so I could watch their gait as they were moving. And I learned you don't want to do that on a jet ski lift because that's how you get <laughs> elbow tendonitis. <laughs> so wow. when we went from this tiny little place because nobody had ever heard of rehab right. to a big place because within four years, this was one of the fastest growing areas in veterinary medicine. Wow. Um, we ended up putting in two underwater treadmills and put them on a boat lift so it could hold 3,000 pounds and be hydraulic and safe 
for the dogs. Wow. What an experience. Lori, you just unpacked so much there. And I just want to like pull out a few points for the audience and everybody who's listening. Because when you and I met, we talked about how we look at entrepreneurialism really creatively. And your story just really hits that, right? You were not in a position that there were products and things that existed you could get behind. And you also had the society, right? Your your boss and these people saying, oh, are you sure? I don't know. And really making it even more difficult to really believe in that vision. But you did and you doubled down and you put all of your energy into what you truly believed. And that part of that entrepreneurialism requires trusting your gut and your intuition. And that is some of the hardest part. So I love how you really spoke to that piece of doing what felt right for you regardless, because look at what has led to, look at the influences that you've had in veterinary medicine. And I also really love how you were inspired by your own story and experience too, and how biomimicry, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, I'm a little obsessed with it, but it's the idea of looking at nature and other systems and implementing them for ourselves. So you said, wait, rehab for humans, of course this should be for dogs. Okay, what does exist? What doesn't? And that idea of looking outside of our systems is something that most artists and creatives do and why I work with all of these populations and my my neurodivergent artists and creatives and inventor entrepreneurs. So I just had to highlight a few of those things, Lori. It's such a cool story and I love the cameras. I love you really learning so much in that process. Um, I'm curious, once you kind of had this treadmill once you kind of started understanding the process that really worked, what what did you do from there? Because now you're doing online programming, you've moved to a new area. Let's let's kind of talk a little bit more about what happened after you kind of started figuring out what was really working for you and the dogs. So I literally started with a business that was me answering the phone, sweeping the floor, <laughs> taking care of the dogs. We know that feeling. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I left Chicago, we had a staff of 21 uh, we had three full-time doctors, three full-time techs, assistants, receptionists, business managers, office managers, blah, 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 blah. We were the first to have boarding suites. So at that time, again, this is 1998, when everyone else took a dog in and they put him in a cage, mm-hmm. I took the garage of the building and made six, they were six foot by eight foot suites with doors to go outside, with, with windows so the dogs could look out, with TVs, mm-hmm. with at night we would put on soft music. So mm-hmm. we did a whole lot in that area. And then in 2017, I had to leave Chicago, didn't want anything, um, needed to get out of there, came down to North Carolina and started again. Um, it was a big transition in my life. I was starting over and created Redtail Rehab which came, comes from the red-tailed hawk, which is one of like my totem animals. Just, I think they're oh, amazing. I love that. Hawks are always in my world too. So love that we share that in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started my little rehab house call business here that I have no website for. <laughs> I, I don't accept clients unless it's referred from another client. Um, I'm a little bit picky My clients are all people with pets that aren't their pets, they're their kids, Mm. and understand that what I do, what I am board certified in sports medicine and rehab, and that may not make sense to a lot of people. So like a surgeon has four extra years of education before they can say they're a surgeon. Right. Um, 
I am one of less than 200 people in the world who are board certified in canine sports medicine and rehabilitation. And there's less than 40 of us who actually are out in the field. Everyone else is also a surgeon or they're doing research, working at a university. Mm-hmm. So it's a very small group of people. And I can be very particular about my clients. And you should be because you want to, I imagine, really serve the clients who need it the most. You know, when you're a one woman show, right? And now, you know, we we love to grow teams. We love support systems. But still, right, I'm the only one who can coach in the way I know how to. I'm the only one who can deliver my programs and services in in the way I created them because they're from me. So I fully honor that. And it should be of value. So I love that Red Tail Rehab feels like almost this very special project, right? That you get to exclusively work and do that one-on-one work, which I'm sure feels so good because my one-on-one work always revs me up. But I am curious how you decided to move towards the online programming where that is in the process and, and how people can sort of learn from you that way or other people can get involved through that process. Absolutely. Uh, one thing quick about Red Tail Rehab, one of the yeah. things I do is, like you said, one-on-one coaching. I would say I am a coach. I can get done in one visit what most people will take four or five visits to do. And my role is to teach my clients as much as I can. And this may sound horrible. It's so I don't have to see them often. No, I get that. I say I like to work myself out of a job. So. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I taught the certification course for 14 years. I was one of the main instructors for the vet professionals getting certified wow. in rehab. And when I left that, I was, okay, I was way burnt out. I'm sure many type <laughs> A people can feel that. But then I missed it. Mm. It was such an important part to me. Um, when I opened Optimum Pet Vitality, my tagline is, empowering people, optimizing pets. So I want to help as many people help as many pets around the world as possible. That's Mm. my goal. That's my mission. And learning to do that through the digital landscape is such a gift that we have right now. And, and, you know, those of us, again, solopreneurs or working in small groups, we've been talking about pulling on consultants to help us grow our businesses. It's a lot of work. But when you have this mission, when you have this gift to offer you're not going to be able just to do that one-on-one here locally and make the same impact otherwise. So what is that journey looking like for you? I mean, let's maybe pull back a little bit of the curtain to entrepreneurialism. And what does it mean for you to have to build an online program, right? What is that process <laughs> like? <laughs> it means working a lot, right? Ooh, yes, it Woo-hoo. does. Yes. Uh, I have created, my first course was Optimum Laser Therapy for Professionals, which was a 20-hour race approved. So for professionals that you have to have so many hours per year and for a lot of states, that one course will get you every continuing education credit you need for the year. And the second one was Optimum Geriatric Exercises for Professionals, a 15-hour course where I did the writing, the editing, the I mean, both of those, the filming, all of that stuff. (laughs) A lot of work, right? Yes. I just like literally this week put out core and more foundational exercises for your dog for pet parents. So again, this one is also like about about 15, maybe 14 and a half hours long. And it is all the information you need. I am a teacher that not just teaches do this. Mm -hmm. I, I always tell you if Michael Jordan stood next to you and just said do this and shot a basket, there's only so much you can learn. Yeah, But if we break it down and look at every little piece, 
you understand it as well as learn it. And it's just a whole different teaching experience and learning experience. And that's what I created with Core and More. I love that. And I want to I want to go a little more into that because for what I know, us entrepreneurs, we need our support systems. And a lot of times that includes a pet. <laughs> a lot yes. of times our support systems include a pet. So I'm curious for those of us who are not veterans who might be interested either in the class or just learning from you, what are some tips? What are some tools? Let's get into thinking about how can we support our, our fur line, our fur line, our feline and our furry friends um, in all of the ways that we need to um, and really give them the support that they need while we're living busy lives too, right? <laughs> Honestly, the best thing I can tell people is your dog needs exercise. Mm. They need more than go outside, go potty, come back in. Yeah. When you look at, I'm a research nerd. So uh, me when too. You, okay, good. <laughs> when we look at research, our brain is either getting, I mean, my mom always used to say, every day you wake up and you're either getting stronger or weaker, smarter or stupider. Mm. And every day you can make that choice. And if our dogs are not getting consistent exercise, and I, again, not just meandering around, right. but going for walks, <clears throat> learning new tricks, it actually, I shouldn't say it shortens their life. If we do both endurance exercise, so walking fast enough that it changes our breathing mm -hmm. and learning new tricks, there's tons of research both in humans and mice that show that we increase the number of neurons in the brain, how long they live for, we increase the health span, so what percentage of your life you are healthy, as well as muscle strength, so less likely to get injured, less likely to have arthritis, there was a study done in knee arthritis in humans that looked at exercise versus no exercise. And the College Board of Canada stated that moderate exercise, even if there is arthritis, is not only a significant way to decrease pain and increase function, but also um, there is no downside of it. And it's a hugely underutilized therapy. Wow. And, you know, it's so interesting because when we really think about healthy living for ourselves, for our pets in general, it really starts with those basics, right? And so, yes, you get to do one-on-one -on -one work with maybe some, some of the older clients who need specialized support or have arthritis or whatever, right? There's a myriad of things I'm sure you're working on, but it starts with that preventative. And I've heard you speak about that in our session, you know, when we were meeting before. And that just counts for so much. And I'm curious, is part of why you work with the animals and part of why you love having animals around is because they help motivate you to do the things that are best for you as well? That is definitely a motivator for me personally. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I designed two pieces of exercise equipment and my dog, Sid, or Obsidian, he's Sid mm. for short, <laughs> uh, you can guess he's black, is, is wonderful. He will literally come to me and throw his Kong or another toy at me like, hey, mom, you've been at the computer for too long. You need to come and work with me and then go stand in the middle of the living room because my living room is like a dog gym. Right. And, right. <laughs> and be like, OK, what game are we playing? Let's play oh. this game. Let's play that game. And that's the that. best thing I can do for his life. I mean, yeah. they they did a study looking at the age of dogs and showed that when you have the right food and the right supplements, you can slightly increase I shouldn't say slightly, somewhat increase mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. length of the dog's life. But exercise 
just exercise has a bigger impact. The amount of exercise the dog gets has a bigger impact on their health span and their lifespan. Wow. And I'm, I'm really hearing the way you speak about exercise as mental and physical. And I Absolutely. love that so much. Um, my cats definitely act kind of like dogs. I can't wait until I have a backyard and can get a dog again and really like take care of it. Uh-huh. But my cats actually will force me outside and make me take walks in the morning. And it's the same thing. They're like, hey, we're doing something. And I have brought toys. I've brought stimulation in the house for them. And they really make sure that I, I stay off the computer at times and all of that. So I love it. Lori, I can't believe we're going to have to wrap up now. I would love for you to let people know where can they go to learn more about you? How can they go sign up for Core and More? Um, and how can people just stay connected to all of the amazing things you're doing? Sure. My website is OptimumPetVitality.com. They can go there. Actually, not only that, but they can sign up to get our Learn and More. I'm sorry, Learn and Go, which is a newsletter that comes out once to twice a month. And they can see there's over 70 videos of information on exercises they can do. Some of it's on laser and it might be over their head and that's Mm -hmm. okay because it's based on both pet parents and professionals, but the exercises are free. They get at least a general idea of how to do things. Maybe not the full, well, definitely not the full, hey, look at, let's look at everything, but they can sign up. They can join if they go to the course, if they go to my Optimum Pet Vitality website and click on courses, they'll be able to see core and more and they can sign up. That's so perfect. Lori, again, truly thank you for being here. And as always, This is Art Heroes with JPH, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Please visit bizradio.us and click on shows to connect with me. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.